Live by every word. That is the challenge and the opportunity the Bible gives to you. This program examines the actual words that have proceeded out of the mouth of God Himself so we can use them to guide our paths and live by them in our everyday lives. This is Live by Every Word. Thanks for joining me today here on Live by Every Word. I'm Dwight Falk. This is Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG. We're online at kpcg.fm. And we have a live link at thetrumpet.com if you'd like to uh, listen to our programming. Uh, But you can't catch it live. That's okay. It's available in podcast form. And uh, we appreciate you listening at those uh, different locations. Well, have you ever known a person and then been surprised to see them turn very negative? Sometimes people will say, well, I thought I knew them. You know, they were pretty happy, and and all of a sudden there's just this real negativity. Now everyone has their up days and down days, I suppose, but I'm talking about a real change where a person becomes very negative. Maybe you've battled that at times. I think that's always something that can occur that we have to fight against. But it happens, and sometimes we see it happen. And a person might become very bitter. They might become angry. And what causes that? What causes a person's thinking and their outlook to become so negative? Well, there's an answer to that. And to really see what is happening in situations like that, we have to look at some vital history about the first mind to turn negative and turn bitter. And the way that causes all good and peace and joy is God's law, which can be summed up as love. So that's the basis of happiness and joy. And if a person is becoming bitter, then there's, there's a problem there. Something's not working right with law and government, as we'll see. But we want to have the foundation right as far as what causes joy, what causes peace. And it's God's law. We see this in Romans 13. If you'd like to turn there, if you have a Bible, or you can listen if you'd like. But uh, if you have a Bible, sometimes it's uh, nice to look these up with me. Romans 13 and verse 10, it says, Love works no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. So God's law is the law of love, and it causes joy and peace and happiness. And God's government is based on God's loving foundational law. It implements that law. God gave these laws to mankind as the Ten Commandments. But God's law of love was in place long before Man was created. God and the Word, who became Jesus Christ, they have always lived by God's law of love. It's the way they live. It's their law. And it's produced peace and joy and happiness and accomplishment. The angelic creation, they lived by God's law for a time, that law of love, and there was peace. There was joy. There was accomplishment. And then Lucifer rebelled against God's government, and he stopped keeping God's law of love. And something happened to his mind. He changed. So let's look at this history and see what happened to Lucifer's mind as he rebelled and became Satan. And we'll start by looking at Ezekiel 28. This is one of the chapters that discusses this. talks about this history 
before mankind. And the only way we know about this is because God revealed it. He revealed what happened. Ezekiel 28 in verse 12, we'll start there and read a few passages. And he begins to talk about Lucifer and what happened to him. It says, Son of man, take up a lamentation against the king of Tyrus and say unto him, Thus says the eternal God, You seal up the sum, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. So how do we know that Lucifer is being talked about here? Well, for one, no man has ever been perfect in beauty. Perfect in beauty? No human's done that. Verse 13, it says, You have been in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering, the sardis, topaz, the diamond, the barrel, the onyx, the jasper, the sapphire, the emerald, the carbuncle, and gold. The workmanship of your tabrets and of your pipes was prepared in you the day that you was created. This isn't talking about a human king. This is talking about Lucifer, who became Satan. And also, it shows that he influences heavily certain kings on this earth and many people. And we'll talk about that more in a minute. Verse 14, it says, You are the anointed cherub that covers, and I have set you so. You know, this, of course, is not a human being. This is an angelic power, a powerful being, the anointed cherub that covers, covered God's throne. It says, you were upon the holy mountain of God. You have walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. All this incredible history with God, the government of God, quite an education, quite an experience. Seeing how God's government works, seeing God's law of love and action and how it produced such great fruits. But a problem occurred. Verse 15, you were perfect in your ways from the day that you were created until what happened? Until iniquity was found in you. Lawlessness. So he began to break God's law of love. Well, what happens if God's law of love isn't kept? Can a person have love and display love if they don't keep the law of love? Well, of course not. There's the opposite. Hatred, violence, selfishness. That's what happened to the mind. Verse 16, it says, By the multitude of your merchandise, they have filled the midst of you with violence, and you have sinned. So he was full of violence now and sin. It says, therefore, I will cast you as profane out of the mountain of God, and I will destroy you, O covering cherub, from the midst of the stones of fire. And then it says, your heart was lifted up because of your beauty. You have corrupted your wisdom by reason of your brightness. So vanity got into Lucifer's thinking. As we'll see, he began to think he could do a better job than God. And, uh, He had a better way, too. He had a way that would be even better. And he rebelled against God's law of love, and he rejected the government of God. Notice Isaiah 14. Isaiah 14, this is another passage that talks about this uh, prehistory, and we see what happened here with Lucifer, what happened before man and the time of man. And again, God has to reveal this in the Bible, otherwise we wouldn't know about it. And uh, certainly we're thankful that he does because it is vital history that we need, but it's revealed. 
Isaiah 14, verses 12 through 14, it says, How are you fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How are you cut down to the ground, which did weaken the nations? He has power to weaken the nations, to do all kinds of terrible things on this earth. Verse 13, For you have said in your heart, again, getting into the vanity here that he got into, it says, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the height of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. Well, he wanted to be the Most High. He wanted to be God. He was going to rule. He was going to establish his own way. But it was a way that rejected God's law of love, and it rejected God's government. And what does it lead to? Well, we'll see. A lot of destruction, a lot of bitterness, a lot of negativity. The Herbert W. Armstrong College Bible Correspondence Course is free at thetrumpet.com. It says this, It is plain that Lucifer had nothing less in mind than knocking the Creator God off his throne and becoming supreme God himself. See, Lucifer had a government problem. He didn't like anybody telling him what to do. He was going to do what he wanted to do. He was going to be the top one. And that's the attitude that he broadcasts. He knows better. He'll decide right from wrong. He doesn't want God's law. He doesn't want God's government. The quote continues and says, He was the supreme masterpiece of God's creative power as an individually created being, and he turned on his own creator as a Frankenstein monster attempting to destroy its own maker in an attempt to assume all power to rule the whole universe. So look at how Lucifer changed. He changed. He didn't always used to be that way. He was happy. He was joyful. He did a great job. He did such a good job that God allowed him to come down to this earth and administer God's government on it. And then he rebelled. And a third of the angels that were under his rule, they rebelled as well. I mean, he was given a lot of responsibility because he was different than what he is like today. Remember in the beginning I asked that question, have you ever seen somebody change? You say, well, they're just negative now. They're different now. Well, that was the same story with Lucifer. He rebelled. He became different. His mind changed. And it's because he stopped following God's law of love. He wouldn't keep it. And he rebelled against the government of God. Those two things. He, wouldn't, he just wouldn't have anything to do with it anymore. He had a different way. He thought he was right. And because of that, his mind was warped. His mind was warped. What, what happens to a mind that rejects God's law of love and rejects God's government? Well, this quote from the Correspondence Course really sums it up very well. And this is, again, Lucifer's history, but this is what happens to people, too, when they turn from God's law and government. It says, When Lucifer allowed thoughts of competition, vanity, jealousy, envy, lust, and greed, and then it went from there to resentment and rebellion, When that was allowed to enter and occupy his mind, the quote says, something happened to his mind. His mind became perverted, distorted, twisted. His thinking became totally warped. You see, that's a huge warning. 
if a person rebels against God's law of love and rebels against God's government, can they then think straight, make good decisions, but do it outside of God's law and outside of God's government? Somehow make the right decisions while not keeping the law and not obeying the government of God? Of course not. It's impossible. Now, again, if somebody's in that state and they don't want to repent of it and change, then they'll probably try to justify it, but it doesn't change the facts. The mind that will not obey God's law of love and will not follow the government of God can't think straight. It gets warped. The quote says his thinking became totally warped. Lucifer was no longer satisfied with rule over only one planet. He wanted to rule the universe. He said, I will exalt my throne above the stars or the angels of God. We read that in Isaiah 14, verse 13. And thus Lucifer became the first rebel, the first sinner. See, when a person's mind changes and becomes bitter, the reason is the same reason that Lucifer's mind changed and became bitter. It's rebellion against God's government and it's refusal to keep the law of God. God's law of love. You know, and a person can make a mistake and repent, of course. But if they don't and they turn away and they they aren't uh, teachable anymore, well, it doesn't take long. That mind becomes warped and becomes bitter and becomes like Satan's mind. Lucifer became the first rebel, the first sinner. And notice it says, Lucifer subtly, perhaps very gradually, one angel at a time at first, subverted the angels over whom God had placed him until he succeeded in turning their minds to rebellion also. They had their minds changed. See, they began to follow Satan, and they began to do the same thing that he does. They didn't want to keep God's law anymore. They wouldn't follow the government of God anymore. And so what happened to them? And it could have taken a long time. We don't know how long it took for Satan to convince all the angels that were under his rule. But Lucifer was able to make the angels feel dissatisfied and they felt wronged by God. And he injected resentment and bitterness into their minds. That's what he injected into their minds. And they became warped in their thinking as well. You see the pattern? Rejection of God's law, rejection of God's government, that equals a warped mind, a mind that becomes warped. Lucifer's mind became warped, and he was perfect as he was created. But still, because he broke God's law and he refused to follow God's government, his mind, which is a powerful mind, became warped. The angels under him, their minds became warped too because they broke God's law of love and would not follow his government. What would happen to man? What happens to man? If we do that, if we reject God's law of love and we won't follow his government, same thing. Mind becomes warped. Further on in the correspondence course, it says, Lucifer turned against God's law of love. He became jealous of God, envious and resentful against God. He allowed lust and greed to fill him, and he became bitter. And this inspired a spirit of violence. He deliberately became his maker's adversary and enemy. And that was his choice, not God's, yet allowed by God. 
Sometimes people will say, well, did God create the devil? No, he did not. He created Lucifer. Lucifer rebelled. Lucifer rebelled. It says God changed the adversary's name to what he became, Satan the devil. And Satan means adversary, competitor, enemy. And the angels who were cast back down to the earth with him became known as demons. And again, this is the same process that happens to people today. If they let Satan's thinking into their minds. And there's, a, there's a vanity. Then there's a problem with law and government. And then there's bitterness. And if it's not repented of, the mind becomes just extremely warped. Notice Ephesians 2 and verse 2. This uh, just highlights the fact that Satan broadcasts his thinking to this world. Verse 2, it says, Wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. Now that's Satan the devil, of course. It says the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience. So again, it's a disobedient um, mindset. One that won't obey God's law and it won't obey God's government. And it becomes... uh, Warped. The thinking becomes warped. The mind becomes warped. And it leads to violence and all sorts of problems. I mean, you read the same headlines I do, I think. And what's going on in this world? How come people are making the decisions they're making? Well, because Satan's broadcasting to them and their minds are becoming warped. They don't obey God's law and they reject his government. And so what are they left with? What can a person do? How can a person think? If they refuse God's law and they refuse his government, what can they do? Well, just go the way of Satan, which is a warped way. And we have to guard our minds against Satan's thinking. And uh, sometimes, often I guess, when people are being overtaken by Satan's thinking, they will accuse others (laughs) of being overtaken by Satan. You know, if a person is told, hey, you're just becoming negative and bitter what's going on well a lot of times they say well you're becoming negative and bitter or they'll say well it's your fault you know it's a it's an accusation satan's an accuser of the brethren and so they might shoot back so it can just become this circular argument until you get back to the foundation of what's going on the foundation of okay well what is actually right and what is actually wrong And it comes down to the fact that God's law must be obeyed and God's government must be followed as it implements that law. Those two things. You know, people can argue about all kinds of things. You know, who's right, who's wrong. It gets back to the law of God. God's law of love must be obeyed and the government of God, which implements that law, must be followed. It must be followed. See, Satan wants to appear as an angel of light. 2 Corinthians 11, verses 13 through 14 say that, that he has false ministers that appear righteous, but they're not because they don't really follow God's law. Then they don't implement God's government, but they won't appear righteous. Satan appears like an angel of light, but he doesn't obey God's law, and he doesn't follow God's government. And so the thinking is warped. And what happens to minds that are warped? Minds that reject God's law and reject his government and won't repent. Well, we see in Second Peter. Here's some history, too. Second Peter 2, verses 4 through 6. It says, For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell, 
and deliver them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment. This is talking about a place of restraint. And verse 5, it says, And spared not the old world, but saved Noah the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly, and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them with an overthrow, making them an example unto those that after should live ungodly. So we see this historical flow here. Sin leads to destruction, and sin is the breaking of God's law. So a mind that rejects God's law of love and God's government, they sin. And if that sin spreads out enough, it ultimately brings universal destruction. Universal sin brings universal destruction. Individual sin in a person's life, if they don't conquer it and repent and they allow bitterness to get into their minds, well, it destroys them. Now, thankfully, as Matthew 24 points out, Christ will return and stop man from continuing down the destructive path. He's going to put an end to it and put Satan away and get rid of that warped thinking. But we have a responsibility today. We have to guard our minds against Satan's broadcast. And as James tells us, we need to draw close to God. He'll draw close to us. And Satan will flee. But we have to be obeying God's law of love. We've got to be following God's government. And then our thinking can be straight and can be straightened out if it gets a little bit off. We've got to embrace God's law of love and joyfully follow the loving government of God. Then we have peace in our lives. Then we have joy. Then we have productivity. But we have to understand the history of what happened to Lucifer and the fact that when he rejected God's law of love and he refused to follow God's government and administer it on this earth, that it warped his mind, it warped his thinking. And if we don't obey God, if we don't follow God's law and we don't follow his government, our minds will become warped too. So there's a real warning there, and we have to pay attention to what happened to Satan. If you'd like to know more about what happened there in that history and how to guard against it, request Mr. Armstrong's free booklet, Mystery of the Ages. There's a whole chapter in there. It's a second chapter on angels and evil spirits, and it gets into that history, and it's amazing and remarkable history. That's Mystery of the Ages, and it's free at thetrumpet.com. That's all the time we have for this edition of Live by Every Word. Thank you for spending some of your time with me today. I'm Dwight Falk. Until next time, let's all strive to more perfectly live by every word of God. You've been listening to Live by Every Word on Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG and online at kpcg.fm and thetrumpet.com.